it's not. It wasn't even recording. Hey! Oh my god. Hi. Yeah. Oh, is, it, is, it, is this recording? Hey, hello. Check, 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 one, check, check, one, check, one, check one. You know, in, in Mexico, like haven't recorded in a while. In Mexico, they they say uh, "si bueno." So then, instead of going testing one, testing one, two, they go "si, si bueno, bueno, si." <laughs> yes. Did good. you know that? Good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so great. That's good. We should change it. Yeah. Yes. Si, good. Si, yes. Good. Bueno. Yes. Bueno. This is not coming in Spanish. Oh, we're not doing a Spanish podcast. Hey guys, today's it's... episode is brought to you by Scott, but in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. That, that doesn't make any Spanish sense. Spanish Scott. That, that, that... <laughs> hey, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Uh, it's yeah. good to be here. Yeah. Uh, it's Greg, Scott, Scott, and Zach. And Zach. Oh, we're all together. I feel like the stars have aligned. Are we gonna? I don't know if that means what you think it means. Yeah, the stars have aligned. The moon is dark. <laughs> <laughs> is that some Virgo astrology stuff? Some kind of some kind of astronomy thing. People keep saying that I'm. I think it's astrology. I don't know what it means. Astro- astrogamy. Um, I took an astrophotography class. Last week we had our our fall retreat. Guys, how was that? It was, it was really great. great. It was really good. Really, I, really good. Still my favorite thing we do. If you didn't come, you we really, need to do more retreats. You really That's what I learned. It. We need to figure out how to do more retreats. The, the power retreat weekly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that how that works. <laughs> uh, I need to be crush my dreams. Okay, we'll do it every Dream week, Craig. Dream crusher, Craig. Sandbag. Sand. <laughs> uh, it was it was great to have uh, people from all of our communities getting away, going uh, to uh, just a beautiful spot. The weather was great. We spent time together. Uh, Fun to see new new friendships start, new commonalities discovered, yeah. and and uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Yeah. If you have any thoughts about retreat, if you're listening and you went on a retreat, leave your thoughts in the comment section below. We'd love to hear. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I still don't think there is. Maybe. If if you thought retreat was great, you can give us a five star or eight star. Give rating. us a give us a ten star rating on the Google review. Oh boy. Oh, what are, we have a couple of things coming up. It's actually we've we've just been through a, a sprint of of a lot of things this fall, and uh, one of the things that we do have coming is we're doing some work up here in Camden, and uh, yeah. yeah, another thing that really builds relationship quickly. So a retreat builds relationship quickly, but another one is to work together. Work together. And uh, we're putting in a patio space right here where we're sitting. Eight days from now. Yep. Please come help. We need all the help we can get. Muscles, please. We would love. You don't gonna, even need muscles. Yeah, not even muscles. We're gonna Both. we're gonna dig out some dirt, and we're gonna lay some other stuff on top of the dirt, <laughs> and then we're gonna level it all out, and then we're gonna put pavers in. Scott or Zach's gonna do all the leveling. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't trust uh, myself for anything regarding leveling. <laughs> so I barely got my cabinet leveled. And you should. How long was that cabinet? Uh, yeah. How did that go? The cabinet's great. It's a I thought you said it was six inches too long. Yeah, yeah, it is. It does not fit in the it's kitchen. It's a really nice 24-inch Does it stick into, like, the doorway? It. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, oh, I so, wish yeah. I had a picture of it. I'll be sure to be here for the Camden Patio Day. Yeah, come on over. We're going to have... Something's going to be measured really incorrectly, and it's going to no, be my fault. No, it will not. No. Well, we won't let you measure. You will... It's when You're the we say boy. measure, measure <laughs> twice, cut once. We actually mean, Zach, you can measure as many times as you want, but then we'll remeasure, yeah. and then we'll yeah, go. yeah, Zach. Well, I was just speaking ill of you, Zach. I'm sorry. Give him a measuring tape and let him have fun. Okay. 
Why does my we'll come back and do the work? What does my tape measure say Fisher Price on it? <laughs> uh, it's fun. Yeah. What else is happening? Oh, Christmas man. is next week. So that's why. Well, I don't know. When's our next United service? Is that our <coughs> our Christmas United service? Is our next United service? It is. We still have two months until yeah, that we happens. Have, we have quite a bit of time. I think we're kind of through super super busy, and coming into the before yep. holiday season. Yeah. One thing I would say about fall is that this, and if you don't have kids, fall hasn't even really come yet. It's uh, it's a an elongated thing. It's not necessarily when the uh, the state fair happens. But fall is a season where people really do uh, try to get things in order, get life in order. And uh, this is a great time to uh, get coffee with people, hang out with people, yeah. build a relationship with people, ask real questions. Because this is, it's like, like there are New Year's resolutions, there are also September, October, fall resolutions. Oh man, I gotta get, gotta get things in order. And so invest in people in this time. Mm. It's a good time to do it. Scott, you're going up to the the Thrive Conference, the Women's Conference this weekend. It's going to be great. We're serving coffee at it, so if you are one of the 4,000-plus people attending, yeah. make sure to stop and get a coffee, chat with us. And I was going to say, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line. Yeah. If you think about it, I just to do some quick math, if, if 4,000 people came up to the coffee cart... Uh, so that's how many hours is four thousand? If you can do a drink in a minute, drink in a minute. Yeah, it's like seven days. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, actually, my daughter and I, and uh, both Greg and Zach will be passing through, but it'll be fun to to work together and uh, to do that for this this conference. One of the cool things of this the Thrive Conference, the women's ministry that is like bigger than us, but that we're connected with. Uh, they, like this women's conference is really, they, they make it uh, really focused, like it's achievable, doable for single moms. Uh, they do a lot of incentives and not just incentives, but open opportunities for single moms to be able to come. And uh, they actually do another event that is a single moms conference and they uh, just rock their world. And I know that I mean, Zach, you can have empathy in this. That being a single parent would be... I, I, I just oh, can't even wrap yeah. my head around how you can even do it. <laughs> to like feel like you're barely surviving double parenting weeks? <laughs> I feel like single parents, you've got to have some kind of supernatural something every day. Every day. I couldn't do it. Yep. And so we want to, uh, we're excited to be a part of that and uh, just let it be a good reminder for us and all of us to be investing in families, but also specifically single parents and single moms. But yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I'd say the last thing is oh. to get connected with the connection group. Yes, not. they're still. They're, they're just ramping up. The book ones are only a couple chapters in at this point, yep. if that. And so grab a book or. Go attend one of the other ones. There's a lot of great groups. Um, but be involved. Yep. Today we jump into James chapter 3. We'll get started here in a minute. Let's 
be honest, most of our podcasting is just outtakes anyway, right? Most of us talking is just stuff that shouldn't be included. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, here we are. Uh, Hey, James chapter 3. James 3. I just if you haven't been listening or if if you haven't touched the book of James, James is a uh, a guy who's the brother of Jesus. Uh, he, in essence, he's he's writing a group of people that um, believed in his brother Jesus, so that he was the Messiah, and uh, had Jewish ancestry <clears throat> and severed ties to that, and then were persecuted and scattered, so meaning they were displaced from their homes, from their family, they were completely disconnected. And, uh, and so these were people, James is not writing them to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah. This is such a key point, like if, you're, if you say, hey, I want to convince you that Jesus is the Messiah, you should start it by reading the book of James. James is functioning as writing to a group of people that had already embraced that. And so that's not necessarily what you're going to find. He's He's jumping off a presupposition that Jesus is believed in, and then he goes, he just lays down hard law. Here's some things that you need to work on, be focused on. Uh, you, when you face trials, put a smile on your face because it's making, making you better. It's building perseverance. Uh, you need to, uh, when you uh, don't speak ill of other people is where we're going to be going today. Uh, he talks about uh, uh, don't be uh, just a sayer of the word, be a doer of the word. Uh, don't pick and choose uh, who you love, who you care for, who you see value in. It just He really hits it hard, and so he's calling people to step it up to the next level. And today he says, quit, quit saying that Greg is a loser. Yeah. Even if it's true. <laughs> wow! <laughs> hey, by the way, we want to just take a moment to sing a little song. This is the worst. I, the worst idea you've ever had. Yep, second annual 30th birthday. I'm just going to keep it at 30. That's, okay. Scott's, I'm just gonna... Scott's going on his 13th annual. Is that what it is? 13th, 13th annual 30th, 30th okay. birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Greg. That's Thanks. when when I turn 60, I can call myself 30-30. You know, 60, you're just 30-30. Yeah. 30th 30 annual 30th 30 squared. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think you know what math is. I don't think I know what squared means. <laughs> <laughs> 30 times 2. 2 times 2, that makes more sense. Uh, so today we're, we're James, uh, in his list of instructions, he uh, brings up here, he says, this, this idea of taming the tongue. And it's fun, as, as the three of us have been talking about this, is that uh, this has nothing to do with us. We're, we've really mastered this. We never say mean things. Uh... I didn't say anything mean to Scott on Tuesday morning when he put his fingers in my coffee. Wow, you did. <laughs> I know. But this James doesn't write tame your fingers. He writes tame your tongue. <laughs> don't worry about your fingers. Don't worry about your tongue. That's uh, right. And that's why I didn't put my tongue in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just imagine what 
large, large fire can be set ablaze by a tiny finger in a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's right. I, uh, if you want to know Greg's love language, I discovered one of them is not touching his coffee with your fingers. Oh. I think just in general, Greg's love language is just n- don't be gross, right? Don't be nasty. Just don't mess with my stuff. Don't touch. Wow. Don't, don't germify his foods, his drinks. Greg, I, he, happy birthday, but why can't you share your chips with me? I don't want your fingers in the chip bag. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get food, I get what I want to eat. I don't get what I want to eat plus what Scott's going to make. It's not the what, it's the how. Uh, There's one way I'm like my dad, and I remember arguments between my mom and my dad as we would go through the McDonald's drive-thru, and my mom would, my dad would say, do you want fries? No. And then my dad would get fries, and then my mom would eat some of his fries. That was over? And it was not good. Uh, Yeah. What kind of things did your parents teach you when you were a kid? This is, this is what we're starting off talking about this week, but what, what do we teach kids? What did you learn? So what did your parents my, tell there you? Were, there were some things that just lit lit my mom. One of them was hitting her in the ankles with that grocery cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, like, if you wanted to see the face of the devil swing around, is when, it, when I was not paying any attention, I just full bore blasted her in the ankles with a cart that's loaded with 200 pounds of groceries. <laughs> just sent it. Just full yeah, she she didn't like that. And so one thing I was taught is if you want to live, don't uh, don't do that. Don't blast her in the ankles with a grocery cart. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, what did I learn? I don't know if I learned anything. <laughs> you know what's funny? As I, another thing that made my mom really mad is t- talking about a grocery store. This is timed. Uh, is that uh, she would get really mad if she would get to the gro- we had lived thirty miles away from the big store where we'd go shopping. And so you get there, do get all the groceries, and then she would open up her checkbook, and there were no checks in the checkbook. <laughs> and so, like your your dad having a French fry of your mom, or your mom having a French fry of your dad's, is that if my dad used the last check and didn't put a new checkbook in the thing? Because talk about a different era. It's just like it's over. What the, the, there wasn't credit card. Yeah, there wasn't back cash. Yeah. All right, guys, and so I remember all these groceries away. No what? Apple Pay. There was no Apple Pay. Uh, I remember, like, <laughs> literally, like, my brother, my myself, and my mom each had grocery carts that weren't heaping, but were pretty full. My brother and I could put away the food and uh, and just rolling them off to the side and then driving 30 miles home. <laughs> 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 yeah. Different era. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't think of any... I, there were things. Definitely not my Wow. Mom. Hey, your mom is listening right now. She yeah. never got mad. Ever. Wow. That's not what you said off, off the recording here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Mom! <laughs> my mom was is not a mad person ever. Wow. Yeah. My dad was a Marine, and so he got mad. <laughs> More than enough for both of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely I had moments with my sister that were pretty volatile. Yeah. My sister's three years younger than me, and uh, yeah, we would fight. Oh man, it was bickering for sure, but my sister is really fiery, so the energy level in the house would be really, really high. And yeah, I remember my parents saying, 
you know, don't fight. Be nice to each other. Play nicely. Yeah. Stop fighting. That works. Stop whining. Did it work? Go to your room. Mm-hmm. My my brother and I, we get along so well now. And actually, as soon as he went <clears throat> to college, he's two years older than me, we got along so well. But it was probably at least 16 years of just a nonstop physical altercation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. <clears throat> my two girls uh, are, you know, they have their moments of, of I guess, bickering or sometimes they roughhouse a little bit but my brother has two boys and it's just like it's you walk into a room and they're like is are they on what are they doing on the ground they're are they mad or are they just wrestle what is happening over there it's both it's always both yeah well my brother and i were always mad and one of my favorite moments was uh my brother and i said we made a deal if you ever made one of these deals i said listen you can do whatever wrestling move you want to do to me and then i will do it to i'll do one to you just free choice. And then we, I can't remember if we flipped a coin or whatever to see who would go first, and I won. And I put my brother in the Boston Crab. You should YouTube it. <laughs> Boston <laughs> and, Crab. And he started screaming, and all of a sudden I realized, you know what, he's going to be so mad when I let him let go of this that I have to really hurt him so that I can get away. <laughs> what a great experience. And then I think his return was that he pile-drive me. And so oh, yeah. You guys are lucky that you're close, closer in age. My brother's four and a half years younger than me, which meant every time ended in him being hurt. <laughs> he never hurt me, ever. Yeah. Uh, but he got destroyed his whole life. Yeah. These were always like, my sister would hurt me, and then in some, like, either I subconsciously wanted to hurt her, or some act of like karma, she would always get hurt. Like she intentionally, I remember one time, she whipped me with a jump rope, <laughs> and it really hurt. And I was not the like fighter, physical fight back ever. I would just go run and tell my mom. Yeah. And uh, so then we we kept playing, and I had a flashlight, and somehow on accident, just jacked her in the face with this flashlight. <laughs> on accident, gushing blood. <laughs> Like, oh man. You know, do you remember the, maybe this is before you, but there used to be like cars or little motorcycles yeah, that we you didn't would, have cars when I was a kid. <laughs> that would have like this plastic long gear thing with a little handle on it and you'd put it all the way and you'd pull it fast. Yeah, and take off. Yeah, and uh, let me tell you, being whipped across the face with one of those jagged things, that's. <laughs> Uh, that's true sibling moment. It's like brass knuckles with a whip on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing that we're going to be talking about is, again, uh, tongue, taming your tongue, taming your words, tongue. Yeah, that's great. But well, this is the thing that we've been talking about, where we've behind the scenes have come from, is that uh, we've been, everybody's probably been t- trained or told or commanded or scolded for not being nice or told to be nice. And uh, understanding of that, I need to say nice things to people because sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Is that's a It's a lie. We all know it's a lie. Yeah. But there's a double standard is that it's terrible when we see somebody say something mean to somebody else or even worse, somebody say something awful is not nice to us. But... To be completely aloof or uh, to be completely dismissive of when we are 
not nice to others. Ooh. How can that be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the moment where I look at something I hate in someone else and then realize I hate it because I see it in myself. Hmm. That's a real thing. It's, it's really, it's really easy to critique other people because uh, we don't have to live with them, and it, I get to take the focus off me. But when I, yeah, when I evaluate myself, realizing that oh, I, I do this thing or that thing. And the same with, yeah, words. It's, it's easy to feel hurt or to feel like I want to be talked to a certain way, and then to turn around and not care how I talk to people. I do it with my wife all the time and I want to get better at that and I want that to change and I've, I've recognized it where I can feel really hurt by how she says something and then a minute later turn around and talk to her in a way that I would feel hurt by yeah yeah because it's selfishness really it's a it's a self-focus a self-preservation whatever I can do for for me I'm hurt or I'm gonna say this because I want to hurt this person, even if I don't actually like consciously want to hurt them. There's a there's a root of it, of self focus and self preservation. Psychologists talk about how it's it, they have a range, which maybe means it's more valid than not. Is that somewhere between four to one or seven to one is the ratio that we need to hear positive things to negative things mm. uh, in order to even out in that and. Yeah. Uh, the power of negative things on us. Uh, somebody comes up to me and with like earnestness says, wow, uh, you're really bad at you know, something I care about. You're, you're, a, boy, you're a bad dad. You're a terrible <laughs> husband. Uh, or, you know, whatever. Just jabs at you. It would take a lot of positive things to, to turn that. And... My perception of that is really acute when it's towards me, but my perception of that as it's coming out of me is can be very, like, I just don't even think about it. Just being honest. I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. Just saying it how it is. James, he jumps into chapter 3, and uh, he says a very, like, a vulnerable thing. He says, we all stumble in many ways. Yes. Anyone who is never at fault in what he says is perfect. So, like, these are the two side-to-side polar-opposed things, is that uh, we all fail, but anyone who has not said something bad, if you're not at fault, uh, it's because you're able to control your words. You say perfect things. And then he, uh, again, jumps into his parable uh, I think this is just like Jesus, his brother. He loves to illustrate things through pictures. And so he says these four things successively. He says, you know, a bit in the, si- in the mouth of a horse can steer this huge animal. A rudder on a large boat, which is tiny, can steer a, steer a huge boat, which Zach is a sailor. Yeah, I am. I actually, technically, I'm a sailor. I have sailed twice. <laughs> Once was not... Official. If you don't get back to shore, it's not by your own right. sailing. Yeah. It's not sailing. It's not sailing. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I've sailed once. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he says that a forest can be set to a blaze or burned to the ground with just a small spark. And uh, 
he also says that all animals can be trained, and then we just really laughed about this because then he says all animals should be trained, can be trained, birds, reptiles, sea creatures. I mean, seahorses, they are the most trainable pets I've ever had. They just respond to treats. Mm. Uh, But the tongue is a wild animal, and it is hard to be trained. Restless evil, full of Mm. deadly poison. Yeah. And so, the knowing the power of negative words and then seeing that the tongue is a rudder mm-hmm. that steers our lives. That's, uh, I, I, I think the thing that's been just a really a challenge to me, and I've just, I, these are things that I know, but I know the tongue is powerful, and I know that it guides my attitude, it guides my faith, it guides my relationships. It is the rudder that to steer me. Mm. I know that I get that, but I still, like, I, I feel like it's still often a wild animal in me. It's that moment when you just go, you said something really hurtful to me, and I'm hurt. Here's the worst, you know, and, like, uh, why is it so wild? Mm. Yeah, I think it gives, it gives me a great pause to realize the moments where I, either I am really harsh with how I talk, or if I hold on to grudges when people talk to me in a way that's hurtful, uh, it gives me pause. I'm like, okay, I haven't, I haven't mastered this thing at all. Like, no. There's work to be done. Uh, the tongue being so free. Yeah. Uh, hard to control. I think there's a lot of anxiety if you are asked to control something and you don't know what where the steering wheel is, proverbially, literally. You're asked to, um, if it's lead a group of people, or run a machine, or drive a car. If the steering wheel doesn't work, or if you don't know where the steering wheel is, or what the concept of the steering wheel is, that's pretty chaotic. Yeah. Uh, And it's going to lead to disaster. James is saying, hey, here's the steering wheel. Don't run into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Matthew 12, Luke 6. Paint this picture that uh, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's really pointed to me that, yes, the tongue is a great fire, but the, the root of it, the, the steering wheel, essentially, is the heart. Um, Matthew 21, Jesus exemplifies the power of words and... Uh, this can be used as a story to really exemplify the power of faith and prayer, but it also can illustrate the destructive power of words. The disciples and Jesus were walking to Jerusalem. It, this is a uh, Mark and Matthew have this narrative, and as they're walking along, Jesus sees a fig tree. He approaches it, and uh, there's no fruit on it, and he just says, "May you never bear fruit again." And immediately the tree withered, is what Matthew says. Marcus says that they came back and they found the tree dead and dry. The disciples were amazed. How did the fig tree die? And then Jesus says, you know, listen, if you have faith and do not doubt, you can throw a fig tree, or excuse me, you can throw a mountain into the ocean. Uh, Your words are incredibly powerful. And uh, I think there's a lot of power in embracing this narrative and going, man, we can really help people by praying for them. We can really see life impact by praying for them or doing those things. But uh, here's a moment where the illustrative story is of something dying. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's like, 
Wow, our words are powerful to bless people. Too bad for that fig tree. <laughs> it's the end. And so I think when we, uh, there's practical and physical and and a, and a beyond our understanding, there's a supernatural power in our words. Yeah. Yeah. James, we talked a bit about before, but James kind of is part teaching, instruction, part proverb. And uh, to just reflect on the proverbs, there's a lot of proverbs that talk about the power of the tongue. Yep. Proverbs 15 is uh, really, really talks to this idea that uh, gentle speaking, a gentle answer turning away wrath, harsh words stir up anger, tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. That's good, good words, gushes. Yeah. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, James really paints this picture here and continues on. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. So out of the same mouth come praising and cursing, which on its own is like, wow, that's a really powerful picture. Uh, but he goes on to say, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. Mm-hmm. He makes this point to say that, yes, this is happening. Yes, we do have this in place sometimes where we praise God and then turn and curse our fellow human. This should not be. Yeah. It should be different. Yeah, and then he goes into these illustrations of impossibility, which Jesus used these same the same illustrative picture of, you know, a fig tree doesn't bear olives. You don't find fresh water and salty water coming out of the same spring. You know, a grapevine doesn't bear figs. You know, the, these would things, if you would see these things, it would be, but you just wouldn't see these things. I would be so annoyed if I went to any restaurant or a coffee shop or even like a natural spring and there was a sign that said, you know, 100% clean fresh water and I was really thirsty so excited to take a drink I pour myself a glass and I start to drink and it's just the saltiest water I've ever yeah. had I, the girls when they were younger I, I feel like it's happened more than once would make like I made Kool-Aid <laughs> and they put a cup of salt oh yeah <laughs> as opposed to a cup of sugar oh no oh, we should do that that's uh that's pretty tangy. Just salt and food coloring. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, no. And so for James to go, uh, this shouldn't be, and then to use these illustrations of what would be impossible. Um, if if we truly do bless worship God, if we truly do have what He's been talking about already, is that we have faith that's led to action. Another picture of this is that. Uh, our words are going to be consistent as well. It makes me think of the what you talked about on retreat, Zach, a little bit, where if we are trying really hard to have perspective, healthy perspective of who others are, that's based in perspective of who we are, who God's created yeah. us to be. Hmm. Uh, but then we turn around and use words that uh, are not life-giving. Then the question is, is like, well, were we just giving lip service to that thing, or is this real? Like, I feel this pretty intensely because, like, yeah. I, am, I really do believe in people. Like, like one of my, I try my best in life to give people the benefit of the doubt, to believe in people, to uh, have hope for people, and then the moment I feel let down because of my ideal nature, I go to the curse of like, mm. 
if I saw that coming, yeah. idiot, you should, yeah. like, it's really easy for me to go there. And the question I have to ask myself is if, if I'm really hopeful and believing in people, how can I do that and both speak yeah. negatively? Yeah. It, it just, it doesn't, it can't. Those things yeah. don't align. It doesn't make any sense, there's, right? There's a reality of a situation coming in which the things that I might sometimes say, they're definitely felt. And I don't think James is writing this picture to these believers saying that you should never feel upset or you should never have feelings. But um, putting a gate on our own tongue is really important. Learning to do that. And it's a process of learning that whatever I feel, the most extreme feelings, um, I get to control my tongue. This whole picture of self-control comes through in that, yeah, what does it look like to be feeling hurt or feeling upset or super angry and yet to control my tongue in a way that is building up and for me me it's hardest to do that in both ends of extreme of relationship like barely any relationship i i it's not the minnesota way but for me barely any relationship i can be pretty harsh yeah i think of like the telemarketer phone call or Mm -hmm. the Comcast person, whoever it is that I've been on hold on forever, it's pretty easy for me to be short and negative and use poor wording with those people. And then also, and then everything in between, it's really easy for me to have healthy perspective. And then I get to my wife, and mm-hmm. I'm back to that yeah. really short. I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, type of mentality. James is build- that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> James is building on himself, and this is part of the intentionality of these five chapters. Second half of chapter one, he says he should be slow to speak, slow to become angry, really quick to listen, because these things don't lead. They they circumvent. They prevent you from doing the thing you want to do, which is yeah, what Jesus commanded: love your neighbor. And uh, here, this is another step in this process of going. Uh, think about your tongue. Think about the things you say. They impact others, and they're, it's steering you. Mm. Which, the double whammy. Because mm. <laughs> wouldn't it be enough if your words had the potential to just crush people? Wouldn't it be enough if your words uh, steered you away from where you wanted to go? And here James is saying, surprise. Yeah. It's it's. Your words have potential to steer you to God and really bless and encourage and build up people, but they also have potential to steer you away from God and also to really, really hurt people. Yeah, I like that you go back to the the beginning of James and the quick to listen, yeah. slow to speak. Yeah. And with these issues of, of the tongue, of how we speak, of how we talk, it, it, the solution is, James already given them the solution. Yeah. yeah. James is saying in this, he's saying, you know, his first premise was, you shouldn't talk. (laughs) And then, but here, it is like, well, you're going to have to talk sometimes, which is good. But if you're going to do it, you got to keep this in perspective. And this power that our language has, uh, it, it can be used for good, too. Yep. Like, for me, the moments where I'm unsure about something, insecure about something, and uh, someone gives me encouragement in that, it's, it's huge. It's, it's life-changing for me. Yep. Jesus repeatedly in his healing of people was, it was 
tied to him speaking this blessing of the healing to them. Uh, that's not the universal norm. Sometimes he was sending them away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they found their healing away. But there was this commonality of the power of words. And uh, again, the, going back to all the way back to where we started this, is that knowing that, and even giving that, like I have intellectual ability to wrap my head around that, that my words are uh, giving me nudge to where I'm going, and they are also uh, have power to bless and to curse people, to really hurt people, to really bless people. Knowledge of that, getting that, uh, apparently isn't enough. Sure. And so our invitation... Yeah, you've, been, you've been taught that since you were two. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> be nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, say you're sorry. And, uh, sorry. Um, so the, the challenge of this weekend, and this is not just this Sunday, but the ongoing challenge is to go from, again, information is cheap. You can Google search all you want to understand and get all the information you want on how to uh, speak nice things and not speak ill things. And having that information, while it's good to have, that's the cheap part. The thing that has real value is going to be the application of it. And so we're going to really encourage myself, unfortunately, uh, but us all. <laughs> So fortunately, what a, what a great privilege. Uh, we don't have to have it perfect right now I know. as we're in this. I love that James, again, that first line is like, you know what, we all fail. Yeah. And then he jumps right into, if you want to get it right, work on, work on your words. Yeah, that it's not like a, it's okay, we all fail. You can just manipulate grace and live how you want. And it's, yeah. it's not that, it really is. Yes, we all fail in many ways. We all fail in many ways. And if you want to work on that, and these people wanted to, yeah. he said, start steering the tongue. It's going to help. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a, such a corner church cultural verse. James is saying, you know, we've all messed up. You want to be better than you were yesterday? Here's a step. Here's a step. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's, yeah. I, tomorrow I won't have it figured out. I won't be done. But in two days. <laughs> uh, but it's the power of steering is that yeah. even though you turn the wheel doesn't mean that you're already where you're turned to yeah. and so man turn the wheel turn the wheel Jesus take the wheel Jesus oh take the wheel <laughs> I thought this was going to be such a good we moment. were going to be sad song free we were going to have a moment and it's ruined <laughs> the, the end of this the you know how do I how do I tame the tongue how do I turn the wheel uh, Ready? We get into next week uh, oh, yeah. a little bit. Chapter 4, um, James goes on to talk about, you know, why do you, why do you get in fights? What's the reason? Uh, he goes on to kind of give instruction to say, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. The devil will flee. Uh, humble yourselves before the Lord. He'll lift you up. And then goes on more to say, again, brothers and sisters, don't slander one another. Don't use your tongue for evil. Um, so how? How do we... How do we get our tongue to come in line with what we yeah. believe? I think this is a really good pointed moment of submit to God. What does it look like to submit to Him? What does it look like to actively resist the devil? And we use the devil as like, oh, he's this over-spiritual thing. And a lot of times the devil is just the influence that causes me to say uh, hateful things toward the people mm -hmm. I love. That's, I would say, in as like non-spiritual way as possible that's demonic influence that's not yeah. that's not God speaking hateful things to people um, so yeah how do we do this submit to God resist the devil humble ourselves before God um, 
He's a good guy. He wants to teach us these things. He wants to grow with us. And he's, he's partnering with us. And he wants us to grow. It's a good thing. Yep. I would encourage you uh, to, to keep reading the scripture. James is worth reading over and over and over again. It's uh, to get those nudges from it. It is uh, a great thing to also read James and Proverbs in connection. We have a reading plan on our website. And we also, tying into the reading of James, we also... Uh, this coming week, our reading plan does the sermon. We start breaking down reading the Sermon on the Mount and James at the same time. Uh, it's fun to see. It's challenging to see those parallels and those similar tones. And uh, so I encourage you to not just take the hearing about the word for its worth, but really to be a, a dive in, dig deeper, uh, have your own behind the message experience and, and living that out. It's good to... Uh, to work on this, um, I haven't quite figured it out yet. You guys are jerks, and uh, but we'll work on it. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's another. Oh, I'm not going to open it, but sarcasm is another thing that can be uh, can steer us, and so that I have to. That's one of the things I want to be working on is to watch the edge of my sarcasm as well. I enjoy your sarcasm. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us today, guys. We. Uh, we're back in the swing of doing these every week. I know we have fall retreat and stuff. Uh, we got a little off. Um, we're back on these. We're also, we did a, actually it was on the podcast. The audio was pretty rough. Uh, we did an Ask the Pastors, and uh, you heard that podcast a few days ago. And we decided we're going to start recording shorts on the podcast of questions. And so once we get through the questions that are already there, we may open it up again and yeah. uh, allow people to ask more questions. But we're hoping to do some 7 to 15 minute conversations around some of these questions that have been asked. Um, hopefully with the goal of just starting conversation. I don't think we have answers to the world's problems. Um, we are just people. But I think we can start a conversation that uh, can help bring healing and make make the world a better place. So um, look forward to that. Uh, if you're in Minneapolis, get involved with a community around you. Or I guess if you're anywhere, get involved with a community. Find a faith community. Figure out how you can serve, how you can invest, how you can be a part. Um, if you are in Minneapolis, we would love for you to be a part of the Corner Church community. And uh, I, I guess Minneapolis or St. Louis Park now. So... Reach out to us. You can shoot us a message on our website, cornerchurch.tv, and we'll get back to you. Love to share a coffee with you if you're in Minneapolis, and uh, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Talk to you later. See ya.